0: Hello, it's um, Vanessa Garrity here from Beyond the Room. We're at the Closing the Gap Network in York this morning, and I'm just about to interview Professor Simon Gilbody and Carolyn chu graham who are going to give us a bit of an overview of the day. Okay, over to Simon.
1: Oh hi there Vanessa, I'm Simon Gilbody, I'm, um, uh, I lead mental health and addictions research at the University of York and I'm director of the Closing the Gap Network and I'm, um, I'm going to kick off proceedings here today um, and we've got lots of people going to join us here at the Hospitium in York and I'm here with my colleague.
2: Hi, I'm Carolyn True Graham, I'm a GP in central Manchester and I'm a Professor of General Practice Research at Keele University Focusing on mental health problems and improving the care for patients with people with mental health problems in general practice.
0: Excellent. So, um, Simon, could you just say a little bit about what to expect from today for people who are going to be listening online?
1: Um, Yeah, absolutely. (coughs) Now, this is a really important area for us. We're all excited to be working in the area of health inequalities for people with severe and enduring mental health problems. Lots of people will be aware that people with schizophrenia and bipolar disorder experience some of the poorest health of any section of the population and uh, life expectancy substantially reduced compared to um, the population at large and the prevalence of long-term health problems, heart problems, lung problems, Um, um, and being overweight are very much um, higher than in the broader population. So we we see this as an important and neglected health inequality and we have constituted a network of people and we're keen to grow this network over the next four years. We've been funded by UK Research and Innovation and it's a consortium Um, built from all the major funding councils and they want to um, encourage us to work in areas of health priority and they were keen on this area of health priority Mm -hmm. and they wanted us to start forming innovative collaborations between the different disciplines that might be able to help us chip away at this problem. So my my background is in um, um, trying to improve health-related behaviours and in particular we've done lots of research in smoking cessation so that, that's what got me into this area but um, as I sort of looked around I thought there's a lot more that we could do to look at the potential for um, green space and um, the potential for the environment to improve people's physical health how we might bring to bear arts and creativity how we might utilise big data and and um, also start looking at this through the lens of, um, of, of broader health inequalities, so we, we work with political scientists, social scientists, so we're really excited to sort of kickstart some ideas and we've got brilliant collaborators, not least of which is my colleague Carolyn, so I'll let Carolyn tell you a little bit about what she's got
2: to. Okay, so as I said I'm a GP and GPs look after people who've got severe and enjoying mental health problems, so I think um, a lot of people think that these patients are cared for in specialist yes. care, that they don't have primary care input, um, and we know historically that their physical health has been neglected, yeah. both in specialist care but also by GPs, um, partly because their severe and enduring mental health problems sort of overshadows the physical health problem. Um, but for the last 10-15 years there's been an increased um, emphasis on identifying physical health problems mm. and certainly this has appeared in the quality and outcomes framework that governs a lot of what general practitioners do. The problem is that um, I think primary care is tended to screen for these conditions but not necessarily manage yes. people who are identified mm-hmm. as having high cholesterol or um, diabetes as a result of their severe ment- mental illness or as a result of the drugs that they're given. Yes. So whilst it's important to encourage primary care to screen, we then need to intervene and manage people's problems. But not just from a biomedical perspective, it's really important that we do what's now called social prescribing. um, So signposting people to things like allotments. Um, So I'm going to mention in in my very brief presentation about a couple of people who've got SMI who have allotments locally. I know they take great pleasure in bringing vegetables into the staff, Um, I've had fresh eggs brought in and that's very different to the Mm. usual sort of encounters that they have with the practice which is get your blood pressure checked, stand on the scales, oh your diabetes is not very well controlled. So actually trying Mm. to get primary care much more engaged in the 99% of time that people don't have in contact with healthcare services but what they do outside.
0: Yeah that's great and um, I'm a mental health nurse myself and I've done work in primary care so I suppose I'm just curious from my point of view um, how you see the role of mental health nurses developing within primary care.
2: There's great potential for liaison and in fact I was just saying a few minutes earlier about 20 years ago there was a model of liaison psychiatry where um, very senior psychiatrists came into my practice and we talked about people with mental health problems talked about referrals talked about holding patients uh, didn't talk about the physical health problems mm. of people and then that model disappeared and, and sort of mental health nurses yes. disappeared off into community mental health teams and i think there is the opportunity with um, the new nhs plan mm. with personalized care yeah. to build those bridges again mm. and have mental health nurses sharing the work, often with practice nurses who do the physical health monitoring, yeah. um, but a much more collaborative care model of mm, care yeah. for people. And it's an integrated care. So one of the problems I think of QOF is of the quality and outcomes framework is that patients, have, their cares become fragmented and yeah. they see one nurse for this, one nurse for that, the GP for yes. that, they might go to And the opportunity for the personalised care agenda is that we develop more integrated approaches, and that's really important for people with severe and enduring mental health problems, that they can have physical health
0: and Um, mental health attended to. Much more holistic. So is um, is the QOF framework, is that changing? Is that what's happening? Well, the the QOF framework has changed ever
2: since it was instituted, and one of the big things that we welcomed in QOF was the having a a severe and enduring mental health register Mm. and having to bring people in to do their physical health checks and then unfortunately what happened um, about five years ago was that the indicators changed and some of the indicators were withdrawn and a colleague of mine david Shires and i wrote um, an article in response to the bmj a concern Mm. about the fact that this would lead to some indicators some work not being done in general practice and then colleagues in Manchester have shown that actually work stopped being done Um, and that is my concern about when indicators are removed from coif is that general practice doesn't do that work Um, so we need to make sure that we replace the coif indicators Mm. with other mechanisms of actually monitoring and supporting people's physical health.
0: Sounds great. I love the holistic approach with the allotments. That's really good, isn't it? It'd be great to see that happening it's around the country, wouldn't it? It's really good. But there seems to be a lot of good work going on in Manchester generally. And that's my feeling in primary care from the things I've heard it's really positive. All
1: the best things come out of Manchester.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Are you from Manchester? Greater yeah.
1: Stop Stop Manchester. Yeah.
0: Okay, um, before we before we start today are there any um any last words that you want to communicate with people who are listening online today
1: yeah well, this is a network and um, mm. we've got the beginnings of the network here so we've got great collaborations between my university the university of york and the university of kiel so that's very exciting and the other exciting thing is we've got lots of other organizations that are keen to work with so you know yeah. the participants here aren't just the usual suspects mm. so we've got people from environmental organizations community yeah. based organizations different professions all represented here and we've got a really strong partnership with the Mental Health Foundation yeah. so That's right at the center of what we do is going to be co-production yeah. ensuring that people who are experts by experience yeah. are at the center of any endeavors that we um, that we produce so this is going to be um, it's not going to be top down it's going to be bottom up and um, this is the start something um, really exciting.